Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I am so happy that you are joining me here today. Well, Amy Milsick, our guest host, I cannot believe that it is November already. How crazy is that? This year has flown by. It, it it really, really has flown by. I've got to start like buying Christmas presents. Yes, I have not gotten into that shopping mode yet. Need to <laughs> get there, start making the list and checking it twice. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for well, I would say Black Friday, but I really don't I don't leave the house on Black Friday. You know, I'm an introvert here, but I I do uh shop online and do Cyber Monday and and all of that stuff. So, I'm happy to that that happens. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. Yeah. We take the school day off Cyber Monday so that I can get my shopping done. <laughs> oh, that's a fabulous idea. I don't think we're going to have any extra days this year to squeak mm. by, but I may have to think about that next year. <laughs> yeah. It okay. saves me. So let's talk a little bit about your guest today. Tell me who that was. Oh, I had the pleasure of chatting with Marin Gorse who has a podcast called Homeschool Unrefined with her friend Angela. And we got to talk about how they got started with this podcast and also got a sneak peek into her homeschool life with four kids. Oh, that is awesome. And, you know, I have to tell you, I was on the Homeschool Unrefined podcast earlier this fall with Marin and Angela and had such a fabulous time. They came up with a really great topic, and it was 10 things I've learned in 21 years or 10 things we've learned in 21 years of homeschooling. So we all like took and did three things that we've learned and we kind of did a round robin and talked about all of the things and then we kind of had a one the tenth thing was something we all came up with together and had this great conversation and I felt like it was such a inspiring and uplifting episode for moms. That sounds like something that can definitely be encouraging and helpful for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think what I like about Homeschool Unrefined is is they do really try to reach out and encourage moms and then also, you know, give helpful content as well. So it's a much needed thing in the homeschool world. And I'm glad we're going to get to take a closer peek at Marin's homeschool today. So Amy, thank you for doing that interview. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Okay, well, we'll get on with it right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by KiwiCo. Looking for a fantastic gift idea for this holiday season? KiwiCo is a monthly subscription company which has delivered over 5 millions of hands-on educational projects to kids of all ages. Their core offering is projects that make learning about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math accessible, and they're designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning. Some recent favorites in our house are the Mechanical Whale Sweeper, Glowing Pendulum, and a Walking Robot. I couldn't agree more with KiwiCo's mission, and I'm excited to be able to offer you the chance to try them for free. 
To learn more about their projects for kids and to redeem this exclusive offer, visit KiwiCo.com slash educational snapshots to get your first month free today. Just pay $4.95 for shipping. That's KiwiCo.com slash educational snapshots. And now, on with the podcast. Maureen Gorse is a homeschool mom and one of the hosts of the popular podcast, Homeschool Unrefined. Every week, she and her longtime friend and co-host Angela chat about anything and everything homeschool, ranging from great book club reads to self-care for moms, to the ins and outs of planning, problem solving, and decision making. Their goal is to remind their listeners and themselves that learning happens in the everyday work and play of family life. Marin joins us today to give us a little peek into her homeschool day. Welcome, Marin. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I am really excited to talk to you today because I can't wait to find out about your podcast and all about you. Yes, I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. So my name is Marin Gorse. I homeschool our four children. Our kids are 11, 9, 9, and 7. So I should say my 11-year-old is a girl. Our twin 9-year-olds are a boy and girl. And then we have a 7-year-old girl. So we had we had four kids in four years. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I know. I know. Kind of crazy. Um, and my husband, Sean, and I have been married for 13 years. And he is an entrepreneur, which I only mentioned because it does kind of affect our homeschool. We, you know, he travels a lot and sometimes we travel with him and um, we have a little freedom to do that kind of stuff now. So we really appreciate homeschool for that a lot. <laughs> oh, I bet. That yeah. sounds really cool. Well, yeah. what, what made you decide to start homeschooling? So, yeah, I, I grew up in a family of teachers and I became a, an elementary school teacher after I graduated from college. And I just loved, I, the reason why I became a teacher is because I feel really in tune with kids. And that was a gift of mine. It always has been. And I have felt like when I taught, I noticed that, you know, every kid's learning style is so different and they have different needs. And some kids need to move a lot. Some kids need to talk a lot. And, you know, there's just, there's so many, there's just a plethora of things um, that needed to happen every day. And I felt like the more, um, the longer I taught, the harder it was to kind of reach all those goals for everyone. And then when I became a parent, it became very clear to me that it was going to be very difficult for me to send my kids off to school knowing, being in tune with my kids and knowing what they really needed and are the needs that I noticed in my kids, I knew that wasn't going to just turn off when they went to school, when they turned five or whatever. So I just, it was just kind of this nagging feeling that I want to do something different with my kids. And the, the thing is, I didn't know any homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I didn't feel like this was something I didn't know. Could I really do this? is this normal? <laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't have anything to base it upon. But soon after that, I met a neighbor who homeschooled and she was, I mean, her kids were like 10, 10 to 15 years older than my kids. And which was just a godsend to me because it just, she was just a normal person. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, well, if she's doing it, I feel like I could probably do this. And we had a lot of the same goals for our kids. And I just thought, okay, this is, 
this is encouraging. Um, in the meantime, I found a school. Uh, well, it was kind of like a, a homeschool hybrid kind of a place. So where kids go to school a couple days a week and then they're home a couple days a week. And at the time, I was still kind of in very much, I would say, in teacher mode where I felt like, well, when my child is five or six or whatever, they are going to be doing lots of structured things. I mean, that's just what you do. I was just going to do it at home. And that made me very nervous. And so I really liked the idea of this hybrid system. So I sent, I started sending my kids there because I just thought, ah, I can do this. I have younger kids. I have, you know, still kids in diapers and napping. And I just didn't know how this was all going to work. And so the hybrid model kind of helped me transition into homeschooling. And so we did that for a few years. So my oldest was, I think, in third grade, maybe when I decided to just start homeschooling full time. And by the, at that point, I was kind of on this new path where I was like, you know what, I really feel strongly now, you know, I just my ideas had been evolving. And I was thinking, I feel really strongly now that kids really need even more time and more freedom than I ever thought. And my six year old probably didn't actually need to do all of that stuff at six, you know, all eight subjects or whatever. I mean, it's just I just kept evolving and my thoughts on on learning and how kids learn. And I noticed my kids are learning all the time (laughs) and I don't always need to put things right in front of them in order for them to learn. And so by the time my oldest was in third grade, and then I think I had two first graders and a preschooler or something like that, I think we were right about there. They were all home with me. I love your story. I have a very similar one. And I grew up in a family of teachers. And that's I only knew public school. That's all I knew. And there's a lot of fears. And I didn't know any homeschoolers as well. So I think it's that support that you find. And also the freedom that homeschooling gives you to kind of figure out what works for your family. Right. Um, And I do say that my oldest is our guinea pig. God bless him. Because, (laughs) you you know, and it's just you learn as you go. And and I think that's true for every child, really. It is. It's so true. And I just think our kids are learning so much more than we ever could imagine them to learn. I mean, anyway, so really, it's not all on me. Exactly. To impart all this knowledge into their brains. Yes. Their brains are learning and growing all the time. I get to guide them and help them along in a lot of ways, but it's not 100% on me to do all that all day long. And, you know, I think it's also reassuring that, like, you were a teacher yourself, and then yes. you had to learn in in real life how to teach your kids. And Because I know there's a lot of homeschoolers that fear, well, I don't have a teaching degree. How can I right. do this? You know? So Yes. And a lot of people tell me, well, you were a teacher, so, I mean, it's... You're probably you probably have this down. And I was thinking, actually, no, I've actually had to unlearn a lot of things and relearn. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really it's not my teaching degree that is helping me necessarily right now at all. Yeah. Well, what would you say your homeschool day is most like which literary classic? Um, I would probably say something like Peter Pan. (laughs) because I really do encourage a lot of creativity and imagination and free play. And I think so much learning happens in that. And so we just sometimes uh, not a lot of desk work gets done Mm -hmm. (laughs) during the day, but a lot of thinking happens in a fort or something like that, you know? Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. What's your biggest homeschooling mistake or regret? 
kind of like I talked about earlier, I think I thought I needed to do more early. Um, you know, I just thought, well, this is where they, you know, their minds are just ready to learn at six, and <laughs> which they are. They are ready to learn at, at age six, but it's not always what we think it is they need to learn. We, I, I really do believe that there has to be more of a foundation of just connections, of wandering, of creativity and uh, playing in forts and those kind of things. And I think I stressed out too early, <laughs> way too early on academics. Um, we actually have, Angela and I on our podcast have an episode or it's, ca- it's called Where We Confess Our Biggest Homeschool Mistake. Mm. And spoiler alert, it is this. It <laughs> is that we stressed out about academics way too early. And we kind of, I think what happens when, um, when we do that is we kind of, we can, if we're not careful, squash the love of learning um, because it becomes this have to thing instead of a get to thing. Learning is fun. Learning is exciting. And we want that to be their language throughout school and throughout life. And if at five or six years old, you put a piece of paper and pencil in their hand and they're not ready for it, that's not fun, you know? And so there's a lot of pressure that takes place there. And we just want the learning to happen in a more joyful way. It's not always going to be, you know, roses and butterflies, but we just, we really want to, we want our kids to love what they're learning, or at least the process of learning. So what homeschool book has most influenced you? Has Have you found anything in particular that's helped you develop this type of approach? Yeah, you know, the first book that I read that really was mind shifting for me was Simplicity Parenting. It's actually not even a homeschool book. It's just it's called Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And I just feel like he he's such a child advocate. And, you know, kids don't necessarily have, well, they don't. They don't have the skill or the social standing to stand up for themselves necessarily and to tell adults what they need. And I feel like Kim John Payne did that in this book. He really um, talks about holding things back. You do not, you know, if your kid's interested in hockey, that doesn't mean he or she needs to be in a, you know, a traveling league at age eight. It's that's not the most important thing. You want them to enjoy playing hockey. And eventually, you know, as they get older, he talks about as, they, as kids get older, they do need more of that intensity. And maybe by early teens, they're ready for some an, an intense team or something like that. But I just felt a, a sense of relief. I just felt a huge pressure taken off my shoulders when, when I read that book because he was saying, no, 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 you don't need to do more. You Actually, our kids need less. Mm. They need less. They need space. Um, they need less toys. They need they need time to play. They don't need to be in all these activities all the time. Anyway, so that really helped me kind of change my mind on how I want my kids to learn. That sounds awesome. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes oh, of the yes. podcast. So how do you turn a bad day around? Oh, my goodness. It is... It's tricky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so tricky. And in fact, I was just thinking about that this morning when I was like, okay, how am I turning this around <laughs> right now? Um, I think we need to stop. We need to stop what we're doing. What's working? What we're doing right now is probably not working. And so we need to t- stop what we're doing and maybe understand and k- have some a little bit of humbleness in saying, you know what, what I planned is 
not working right now. And that's okay. It is okay. And sometimes we talk a little bit about what's going on, but a lot of times um, when something's going bad at that moment, I don't necessarily want to hash it out. We just turn to a different direction. We will do something completely different. Some of my kids need a cuddle. Some of my kids, you know, we might make hot cocoa or something. Um, We read a lot. One of my kids loves to tell jokes. We'll just start telling jokes, jump on the trampoline. I'm all about watching a great movie together. And I outside, going outside is another huge one. It, I think nature can just change your outlook on the day uh, a lot of times. And I just think if you notice here, I think the overarching idea here is probably making a connection with your kids in a positive way. And a lot of times I just have to ask myself, okay, why why am I homeschooling? <laughs> is it to get through these things, even though nobody's enjoying it and everybody's angry right now? No, yes. that is not why we are homeschooling. We're homeschooling to make connections. And I think that connections are in a very important basis of learning. If we don't have a connection, we're probably not going to be learning much. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And and I know like that pivoting with a purpose, like, okay, this is not happening right now. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. And pushing through just doesn't always right. work. So and, and you know, I think having a conversation about it is important, but it doesn't necessarily have to happen at that moment. Sometimes emotions are just too high. And anything productive might not be happening right at that moment. A conversation can happen hours later, or maybe never sometimes. Agreed. Sometimes you just know what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I I totally agree. So are you a planner or do you fly by the seat of your pants? Oh, this was such an easy question. I am totally fly by the seat of my pants. All right. (laughs) Yes. No doubt about it. Are you a homebody or always on the go? I am kind of both. Mm-hmm. I am I'm an extrovert, which means I definitely like to be out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to be with people, but I even like to just be out in the world and just exploring a lot. And yet I love homeschool so I can stay in my pajamas and have coffee all morning on my couch sometimes some days too. So yeah, I, I like the balance for sure. I need them both. What are you rocking in your homeschool right now? I think I am rocking creating a culture of curiosity. So we have lots of open-ended things happening in our house. You know, we have microscopes and lots of things to go play outside and bug catchers and things like that. And so we actually don't have a ton of toys in our house, (laughs) kind of because of this book that Kim John Payne wrote that I was talking about. But also it's been an, it's been definitely a journey for me to even get to that point. But I, I've just noticed my kids are have a longer attention span with things that aren't necessarily coming from Target or something. It's, you know, maybe maybe we make Play-Doh or something like that or things like that. But so I just, I think creating a culture of curiosity and empowering my kids to make decisions. I think that's another thing I think I'm pretty good at is helping them figure out what's best for them. So they, they I, I really like it. I really like to teach them to learn to make decisions for themselves, like what, how is this working for you? And what do we need to tweak? I need to hear from you. And we need to have a conversation about what's what's going well, and what's not going well. So we do that a lot. Those are two great things to rock in your homeschool. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. But here, let me tell you, though, it is, it's 
tricky because those are not like the mainstream things I think to to be rocking at homeschool. And so, you know, when I'm on Instagram and I'm looking at all the great curriculum that everyone has, I, I do have these thoughts of like, oh my goodness, I am, I'm not doing anything because I don't, I, I'm not great at finding curriculum and I'm not good at following through with curriculum. I mean, there's lots of things that I'm not great at, but We have to rock our own strengths, right? Exactly. It's very easy to fall into that comparison trap. But when you you know your strengths and you work and build on those, then that's awesome. Sure. Well, how do you stay organized? Do you use any specific apps or tools or resources like that for... Yes. Yeah? Yes, yes. I I need apps. (laughs) That's what helps me uh, move along throughout the day. I mean, just I am not an organized person, so apps are very helpful. I use all the Google things. You know, I use Google calendars with my husband, which is so great because that just takes away it. It saves like hours of conversations, right? You yes. put it on the calendar and then we both see it. So I love that. And I we used Google Docs. Angela and I use Google Docs a lot for our podcast. And Sean and I use Google Docs for, you know, multiple planning things that, you know, long-term planning and things like that, that we get to can kind of make edit, edit things separately. I use reminders on my on my iPhone for my like my grocery lists. I have a, a different grocery list for each store I go to. To do lists. Um, I have a list for like my favorite songs, my favorite movies, <laughs> places to eat in the favorite my favorite cities. Because you know I'm always planning a fun trip. We use you need a budget YNAB for our budgeting, and that's an app too. So all of those things make my life much easier. All right. We'll we'll put a uh, link to those in the show notes too. I love I like that budget one that you just mentioned. <laughs> yes, yes. Very helpful. Can you tell us the story of Homeschool Unrefined? Like how you guys got sure. started and why? Yeah, sure. So Angela and I are longtime friends from college. So over 20 years, we've been friends. And we kind of took a similar like path. We both were teachers and we taught at the same school even for a while. And when we had kids, We both, I mean, had the same feelings, the things that I was just talking about earlier, like, I'm not sure we're ready for this public school thing. And I we just felt like very much like there was something else out there for us. We had this vision to homeschool in a very natural way. And uh, we sent our kids to the same homeschool kind of hybrid type thing type school for a while. And while we were there, we led connection coffee hour kind of thing for all the parents. And we really loved that. <laughs> we loved it so much. We we realized a lot of parents need support. And it wasn't just us. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we love podcasts. We, we've always loved to listen to podcasts and talk about them. We weren't hearing every week what we really were yearning for and needing to hear, which was you can keep homeschool very simple and child-led and maybe interest-led. And we just needed to hear that encouraging message every week. And so we just thought, well, we could do that. (laughs) And so we kind of felt like outliers, even in the homeschool world with our message. But we also felt like there's, I think there are other people like us out there who feel this way. And there definitely were because we have a great community now. And all of our friends who we've met through the podcast are the most encouraging people and have helped us along our way too. Our mission is really to keep homeschool simple, real, and fun. And we want parents to feel like they are doing enough just the way they are right now. There's no need to buy all the curriculum, even though it looks new and shiny and great. Although curriculum can be very helpful, 
it should, you know, serve you and you don't need to be serving curriculum. You don't need to have the cleanest house or run the tightest ship. We are all real humans doing this thing imperfectly. And um, we're not trying actually to make it perfect. We're just trying to, I think, normalize and support parents where they're at. Many parents, I think, decide to quit homeschooling because I think their expectations are just way too high. And they and their kids could never sustain that those type of expectations. And I think what we are, our message and our podcast is that we want to like, we want to encourage a healthy homeschool, which is not perfect. It gets tweaked a lot. And it, I think a healthy homeschool really hones in on the gifts and interests of everyone involved. And and hopefully everyone feels, you know, respected and loved and is enjoying the experience most most of the time. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but, you know, and that is going to look different for everyone. It's not going to be the same as the person you're, you know, all the people you're following on Instagram. It's just it's just not. Um, so we just wanted to encourage people to do what's best for them. That's fabulous support and encouragement. And I just love how you guys have been friends. And now you figured out this way to help others too. So on the podcast, you and Angela often talk about like you just chat, you have you Mm -hmm. ask questions and bounce ideas off each other. How does that help you think through decisions and reflect on your homeschooling? Yeah, well, I process out loud. It's how I think (laughs) (laughs) often. And so when you hear me on the podcast, it's just me thinking in real time. <laughs> so um, sometimes just saying things out loud brings things into focus. And that has helped Angela and I both. And, you know, we both like have always bounced ideas off of each other. And like I said, we were doing that when we were trying to decide to homeschool. And it helped so much that the other person was feeling the same way. And there were times where we were like, well, I mean... I'll do this if I'll do it if you do it. You know, we were all we were right on the on the edge and we were like we, I just need somebody else there to kind of hold my hand to the next to the next step and so it was great for for us to have each other and that's really what we wanted to do on the podcast too. We we really don't have a goal to solve everybody's problems necessarily or our, our own even. Really. And we come we often come to our podcast with a problem or a challenge, you know, and we're not there to solve it. But we also but what we do want to do is equip each other and our listeners, equip them so they are able to figure out what they need themselves. So yeah, I love how you guys just like kind of bounce that off of each other and work that out as you're yes. helping other people. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so- thanks. How important is it for moms, especially homeschool moms, to have that friend that they can laugh and de-stress, think out loud with? Yeah, it is. It helps so much. It really does. And, you know, I have lots of friends in real life, but like I said, not many, not many who are on the same path as me, for sure. And that's why I... That's why I love our podcast <laughs> because we've kind of created that within within our community and we needed it. I mean, I, I am so thankful for the internet because you can find people all over the world who have these the same um, strong feelings about, you know, whatever you feel strongly about and and you can feed off of each other. Um, we have we have a Facebook group actually and it's called Unrefined Homeschoolers and it's just like just what I described. It's a lot of listening and encouraging and 
definitely not trying to like solve everybody's problems, but just to, to be there and be like, yeah, we all we all value this journey that we're on and we're just all trying to figure it out too. And we do feel strongly that kids uh, need to have time to explore and learn and learn on their own, their interests. And so, yeah, it's just, it's such an encouraging group and we love it. That's awesome. Facebook groups are amazing for that to connect with other homeschool moms because you might not have them in real life. And exactly, it's really helpful to have somebody that gets it. And I also use the Voxer app, it's like a walkie talkie yes. app. And yes, oh my goodness, that has just been <laughs> one of the best tools that I have as a homeschool mom because I can just reach out to my homeschool totally. mom friends and say, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> We, you know, we use Voxer a lot too. Angela and I use Voxer so often, I mean, just like daily, several times a day sometimes. And we also, we just started a Patreon page where you can support Homeschool Unrefined. And at one of the levels we've, if you support us at one of the levels, you can be in a Voxer group with us. And that has been so awesome. I feel like these, these parents who are in this group with us are just, they are my new friends. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I feel like we're kindred spirits. So what a cool so idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay, so yeah. We'll have to make sure we have a link to that too in the show notes. I for sure. It. Okay, so it's time for us to do the fast five. All right. You say the first thing that comes to your mind with these five questions. Okay, I'm ready. All right. All right. One, you just received an Amazon gift card. What are you spending it on? Oh, I would probably say books or Audible. I mean, um, you know, because we use Audible all the time. Mm-hmm. And so since Amazon is connected to Audible, I'm going to cheat and say probably Audible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second one. Favorite family night game? Definitely apples to apples. Oh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Third, best way to spend the day with your kids? Uh, I would definitely have to say adventuring. Love getting out in nature and exploring and preferably somewhere new would be so awesome. And then I just have to add in there eating out so I don't have to make dinner or clean up. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But number four, what are you reading right now? I just finished the book called Educated by Tara Westover, which was fascinating. And I just started (laughs) jumped on the next new book. It is Calypso by Mm -hmm. David Sedaris, who is a humor author, humor author. So. All right. And then number five, I've got to have blank to get me through the day. Okay. I am going to say, well, coffee and my earbud. Oh, good one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Need some time. I do need some time away every day (laughs) from my kids. Yes. And you can pop those earbuds in and be like, what? Oh, I'll be right with you. Oh, yep. Sorry. (laughs) I just can't. Especially when your kids are older, you know. That, yes, yes. Yeah. That oh, works. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Marn, it was so great talking with you today. Where can we find more about Homeschool Unrefined? Yes, you can find us um, on our website, which is homeschoolunrefined.com. And we are also on Instagram a lot. Instagram is our favorite social media, but we're also on Facebook. And then remember, there's that Facebook group you could join if you would, if you want to. It's just Unrefined Homeschoolers. Okay, awesome. And then you mentioned your Patreon as well. Oh, yes. So. And Patreon, I think it's patreon.com slash homeschool and refined. And then you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere. I mean, it's iTunes, Spotify, I think iHeartRadio. I mean, really anywhere you want to listen, it's probably there. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking with you. 
Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Have a good one. You too. It was so much fun talking with Maren today. If you'd like links to any of the books and resources that she and I chatted about, you can find them in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP72. I'm really looking forward to some more great homeschool chats to encourage, inspire, and motivate. Until then, rock your homeschool!